0: And we're back with the Texas Oil & Gas Podcast. We appreciate you tuning in to episode 180. and eighty. I'm your host, Josh Shelton, my friend and co-host, Ryan Ray. Ryan, we're a couple of weeks out after the election, uh, the coronavirus vaccines there in the news. Um, cases, cases, cases are increasing. So we're seeing possible talks of another lockdown. Uh what's the plan, Ron? We go on another lockdown. What do we do? Where do we go? <laughs>
1: uh yeah, I I don't know. I saw uh I tweeted this out this morning. I saw Dr. Fauci saying that even after the vaccine comes out, because it's only ninety percent effective, he's gonna recommend that you still social distance and you still um wear a mask. <laughs> I, 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 I Now, so I will tell you this. This is a little, a little bit inside baseball here. I know someone who has been covering these big pharma companies through the vaccines. He And he told me that they were hoping to get 50 to 70. I don't think this is like, um, this is like, you know, not publicly reported, but I can just, just tell you it's not only was it publicly reported, but even privately. They're, they're saying they're hoping to get a, a vaccine that was 50 to 70 percent, 50 to 70 percent effective. We got one that's ninety, and then the one that Moderna is what ninety four percent or something like that, ninety three percent, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Fauci's still saying that with a ten percent or less chance of getting it, um, he still recommends social distancing and wearing a mask. You don't have to be as as um, paranoid, I think, or in that paranoid he said, but um, anyways, concerned but still wearing it. So I you know, I don't know. I mean, you know, what does that mean for you know the oil and gas industry? Well, um, it might get worse before it gets better, and here's what I mean. Will airlines say, okay, you can fly, but you have to have a vaccine? I don't know. Or will they still, even if you've got a vaccine, they are make you wear a mask. You know, because the mask, it doesn't make fun. It makes, you know, flying suck. I've done it a lot here recently, and um, I won't be doing it again unless I absolutely have to. So, you know, will schools require vaccines? Will colleges require vaccines? You know, will, I can almost guarantee you that international travel will require vaccines. Okay. So, You know, if there's a reluctancy on the general public to get the vaccination, which I can understand why it's, you know, it's been developed pretty quickly, then, you know, do do things get from a demand standpoint? Do they really pick up? And and I don't know that they do. If you're sitting here saying, I mean, Josh, seriously, have you ever heard them come out and say, well, the flu vaccine is only 50% effective, so be really careful, mask up, wash your hands and all this stuff. And I'm not saying that the flu is better yeah. or worse. I'm just saying, but have you ever heard anyone say you got the flu vaccine? Uh, but listen, like, don't have Thanksgiving this year, which is essentially what Fauci is saying.
0: Yeah, that's that's the thing that's that's astounding. I mean, it, like you said, it, even though the flu vaccine is much less effective, people encourage you to get it, get it, and then like, a couple of basic things like wash your hands, hand sanitizer, right, and, and try to go about life as normal. But uh, I mean, there there were some reports I saw that came out that that they're even discourage- they're going to be discouraging Christmas gatherings, which I guess is obvious with the way they're handling the Thanksgiving in in uh, California.
1: Yeah, so you know, so I, I I don't know. I think the vaccine is theoretically good 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 news if people want to take it, and if it, you know, if it gets rid of some of these kind of draconian measures, it'd be good for oil and gas. But if if you take it and you're still You still supposed to social social distance and wear a mask, you know, you know. And there's just practical questions, like in New York or California, will they require their business owners to do some kind of vaccination checkpoint test before they come in? You know, I don't know, I don't know, you know, contact tracing here, you know. So will the measures get more restrictive? Which uh, one of the things I learned about on my trip, Josh, talking to people. Or uh, you know, kind of Uber drivers, hotel workers, you know, just service industry people is they all kind of felt the same way, more or less, that the people that want to get out are getting out, the people that don't want to get out are not getting out, and the only thing that's stopping the people that want to get out from getting out are the the measures in place. So uh, let me break it down. If a restaurant's at 25 percent capacity, you're probably not going to go. If you're the type of person that's going to go, you're less likely to go because you're afraid you're going to get there and it's going to be at max capacity and 25% is not a lot of people. So you might be sitting in line for a long time. Right. Um, And so it's not deterring those who don't want to go. It's only deterring the ones that want to go and it's deterring them at disproportional rates because 25% is not a lot of people. So you're, you're kind of, these measures are really impacting the ones who do feel safe getting out with a mask on, do feel safe getting out, social distancing. So if you, you know, you go into to next year, um, and you say, OK, we well, got to have the vaccine to get out about. OK, well, I mean, it's I, I, we vaccinate our kids. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I understand people who are and I, I'm not getting that debate. That's a separate issue from I want to take a vaccine that was developed within you know, nine months mm-hmm. for, the, for something that we shut down our country. We can cure it in nine months like that. You know, if you if you look at that and go, oh, yeah, that's normal. OK, well, then good for you go take it but i understand people people's reluctancy to to take the vaccine so i we're i think we're a long ways from being out of the woods that being said if everyone hops on board and everyone's vaccinated by april next year um you know at that point we're gonna have to figure out what does the new demands look like so even if everyone gets vaccinated how much is the new global oil and gas demand and we, we don't know that either
0: um, I don't know how much of our listeners Um, so hopefully nobody will be offended by this, but uh, I, have you seen the news? And uh, I say news the the talk about this vaccine being a uh, Mark of the beast talk. Have you <laughs> seen any of that?
1: No, uh, so, I, I haven't seen it, but it doesn't surprise me that it's out there. Yeah.
0: So, uh, so you, you mentioned uh, having to take it to go on the, the plane trips and, uh, you know, commerce and stuff like that. So I, I've, I've heard several people I've seen post stuff. And one uh, somebody actually sent, sent me something on it the other day. So just for the record, I don't, I don't buy it, but. Right, but uh,
1: I, I will say, and I, 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 to my knowledge, the first person who's talked about this uh, I'm sure people have, I just hadn't heard anybody talk about it regularly. The immigration debate, if you go back to pre COVID, Last year, this time last year, basically when the Democrats were in the primaries, open borders was the subject of discussion. Open borders. Please explain to me how we can now have open borders. Whatever you think of that debate, I'm not, not don't really care about that debate. A, how can you have open borders without a COVID vaccination in place? So, in other words, if you want to have, you got to
0: give borders, them free vaccines basically, basically before they ever come in.
1: Well, so so it's not an open border if you got to if you got to get a vaccine. So just stop and think about that, All right? right? The border is now closed mm-hmm. because you had to have a vaccine. So a year ago, we said the Democrats were saying we won't open borders. Okay, well, now the borders have to be closed for a vaccine because in whatever you think about those debates, if you can't move around inside your own country, your own country, then we know that exterior folks coming in um, will have to be vaccinated. So I think that will be kind of the first battle that you really see is immigration, immigration. Um, you know, international travel, US citizens want to go to you know Europe, they have to get vaccinated. And then you know, people wanting to come into the United States, how do they handle that? So that's a really interesting narrative to to watch along with the, all the other stuff we mentioned.
0: Well, uh jumping in, there's a couple of stories that came out this week. Um I th- I think obviously there's some news with the election. We were following that, uh we were following that for for some time. Biden was going to be pushing toward renewables, so there's some concern about that. There's concern that uh, he's going to be more restrictive on drilling. And so it's interesting that we see a company like Oxy came out November the 11th. Uh, so this would have been last week. And they mentioned that they're going to be targeting net zero emissions. And I'm wondering, uh, you know, it is that is that just, is this posturing in terms of, Responding to the market and trying to portray them, betray themselves as a progressive company that, so that they can uh, avoid being ostracized, I guess.
1: Well, I, yeah, first off, I don't. You know, obviously don't know what's in, in their mind, but I think you you almost at this point, if you're going to be an oil and gas company, you have to be talking about this mm. on some level, or you have to go the other route, which is. You know, trying to reshape the message, and so that's that's kind of the the, the spot they're going to find themselves. You know, we, we've seen this with the majors, where they're saying, you know, we're going to do this and we're going to do that, and you know, we're going to get away from oil and gas and we're going to go to renewables and net zero and you know, all, all this stuff. Okay, that's fine if you want to do that as a business. I have, I have no problem, but you had to be careful if you start if you start pandering too much. And, and let me just point this out for oil and gas companies that are listening: look at Twitter. What does Twitter do? Twitter goes out and censors whoever it wants to censor. Whatever you think about the right or the left, I don't care. They go out and they censor who they want to censor. They get pounded from everyone. The left thinks they should be censoring the right more. The right thinks they should be censoring the left more. Both sides think they're disproportionately impacted. Congress is talking to them. They go on Joe Rogan's podcast and get blasted. And what do they do? They continue to do what they do. Why is that? Why is it that Twitter has the backbone that oil and gas companies don't have? I'm not saying that Twitter is necessarily right in all they're doing. I think that I disagree with them on some level, but just the pandering on some level. Um, you might argue that Twitter is pandering to a certain demographic. I can tell you that regardless of what me and you might think about it, Josh, if you just go around Twitter, everyone's frustrated that they're not that the other side is that being. Um, censored or marked as spam or whatever more often, so everyone's frustrated. Um, and so, Twitter though is you know they boot off they boot off big accounts. Um, they they kick people off that they don't like. They let people go that you don't like. You know you can't understand the method of their madness. Um, and so, you know, maybe some people think they're preparing to to, to to the woke crowd. I don't know. I, I think there's I think there's something to that, but I also think there's something to the fact that. They're really pushing this this narrative that they're kind of like going to do what they want to do. They are marking the president of the United States tweets repeatedly with, you know, false information. Whatever you think about it, I don't feel that the oil and gas companies are able to message themselves like that. You know, the oil and gas companies seem to be pretty open about, hey, you know, we're going to make sure that we're being green. We're going to do this. We're going to do this, and they're trying to appease a group of people that will never, ever, ever accept them. And so um, I don't know if you agree with the Twitter analogy, but um, I I, I do think regardless that the oil and gas companies um, better be careful because they're going to find themselves with people who absolutely hate them.
0: Yeah, well, I, I I do think you're right that there is zero chance that these companies are going to begin looking more favorably on these oil and gas fossil fuel companies. I mean, eh. It's not going to happen.
1: I mean, AOC is talking about bringing Shell in because they lied for years and years and years. So, and she's also the one the one to keep the list of the Trump supporters.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, right? Yeah, uh, um. there's. Yeah, I mean that's. There's no way that's going to happen, and I, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that companies don't necessarily. Um, it's not a good idea to say that they're pursuing renewables, but. They should abandon trying to get any sort of uh, favor from the, I guess, the environmentalist group. They need to just abandon that altogether.
1: There's something to be said about coming out and saying, you know, we're an oil and gas company. We save lives. We're proud of what we do. Uh, yes, we don't want to. We want to be responsible. We don't want to tear up the environment. All the things that you mean you have advocated for for years on this show now. Um, but, but you better be careful because you start going too far down that that line. Um, you're going to find yourself, you know, there, there's a, uh, I shared this the other day somewhere and it was an article of someone who said, how did she put it? She was a a liberal commentator and she put it, um, and this is more for you, Josh, because this is, you know, this is who you are here, but it says, um, her headline is no, I will not be reaching out to Trump voters nor ever. Here's why. Okay. So from this, this person's perspective, there's never going to be reconciliation, because people like you are terrible and inhumane and, you know, the, the, worst, the worst that's ever crossed the planet. So, um, you know, that's what the oil and gas companies trying to pander to. That's not going to work.
0: Well, there's a couple other things that happened this year, around 2020 has been interesting. I think uh, we had – there was a time like a couple of weeks ago, maybe a few months ago, we were talking about offshore being – you know the more reliable source. Uh, so twenty twenty kind of put put a, a hurt on you know, West Texas and uh, you know the land land side. So people thought offshore was going to be much better. Uh, you know a longer term, and even it took a good wallop from the the hurricane season that came in. That there was a record hurricane season. It wiped out uh, the most offshore oil in over a decade, mm. and uh, so e- even offshore side of the business, um, is even had a had a struggle this year. I mean, they're probably having to reinvest in infrastructure and, uh, man, it's just been a, it's been a tough year for, for the oil and gas industry all around.
1: Right. Right. Well, and so, um, they're saying here that they had to, they had to
0: keep barrels off the market though, right? Yeah. Because yeah. of the, the demand, I mean, that, oh,
1: but I mean, so it's bad for the companies, but it's good for the, it's, it's good for the near term. Yeah,
0: I mean, yeah. You know, well, at least it's helping uh, mitigate this storage issue that we right, have. Right,
1: right. I mean, it's not going to fix it, obviously, but it's like, well, okay, there's there's a glimmer of, of good news. It's bad when you're looking to hurricanes as good news. You know, you know you're, <laughs> you're in trouble when you're like, oh, thank God for the hurricanes, you know. That's, <laughs> we really needed those. But, you know, as, as I said here, what DRW last week, and, and, and apologies, I, I realized Saturday night or Sunday night I was doing something, uh, or Friday night maybe it was, that I'd set the, the podcast to not download normally. I don't know why, but it was out there. Just you had to have the link. So apologies for that. But anyways, I'll you'll get two this week. So there you go. Um, it's but um, so Brent Brent's at forty four right now. WTI's at forty one. They're probably up. I haven't looked this morning, but they're up a dollar fifty. I think it is on the day. So that's mainly because of vaccination news and hopes around that. Um, I think this is kind of where we've got to be careful, you know, um, you know, when you're looking for a glimmer of hope, you can find it, and of course, you know, on the, on my side of the equation is if you're looking for bad news, you can find it as well. So, um, yeah, it's bad news for those companies trying to make money, obviously, but on the flip side, it is good for, you know, and just takes some barrels off the market and how quick they get back on is another question. I think the other thing to watch Josh is, um, you know, just to kind of talk about good news, bad news. Biden comes in on January 20th, right? That's Something like that. In, in, yeah, I think it's the 20th. So he comes in, uh, in January 20th. You know What will he do with Iran? Because if he goes back to the previous deal with Iran um, and you start to see this, this, um, as has pointed out, there, Iran has barrels that are on the market that aren't really being tabulated uh, properly. And so you might see, you know, if Biden comes back in the first hundred days or whatever with an Iranian deal, um, the price take a pretty big hit because there's production that's already out there that's really not being talked about much. And so, um, I think we have got to chop a few months coming up. And so, well, you know, if we can keep the price, if we can keep the price right here, you know, high thirties, low forties, I don't know if we can or not, but if we can keep it right here, I think we'll be in better in better shape than I would have thought. But as you mentioned at the beginning of the show, if we go back down to lockdowns and the holiday season is abysmal, and you know Santa Claus doesn't come, man, it we might see you know prices low thirties, high twenties again.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's the fear for for me right now with, with the lockdowns. It's like we have not really began to uh, really see the the pain that's going to come from some of these lockdowns. Like it's starting. I think you're going to see the the foreclosure. Uh, you know, I, I follow a lot of that. We're expecting foreclosures to be, you know, 2008 levels at a minimum, uh, here in the next three to six months, they're, they're going to be, they're going to get ugly. And another lockdown is just going to worsen that. I mean, at some level, another lockdown, if it is accompanied by a stimulus, you're going to see an extension of this pain, possibly to the latter part of next year, end of 2020. Um, but the lockdown itself is going to absolutely cripple the opportunity for the energy uh, sector to, to rebound from this. It's not, it's, mm. I hope they don't. Right. So this here in North
1: Texas, it says uh, the North Texas food bank distributed more than 600,000 pounds of food for about 25,000 people on Saturday. That was this Saturday, like two days ago, there were 7,280 turkeys distributed to families. Um, and it goes on to say 40% of the folks coming through our partners doors are doing so for the first time, 40% of 25,000 people. Now I don't know if that's 25. So Mr. Tease this out. They have 25,000 people. They have 7,000 turkeys. The turkeys were given to families. So I don't know if 25,000 people means that uh, there's 25,000 cars coming through. Or if there was seven thousand cars coming through uh, that had twenty five thousand people in them, you see what I'm saying? There, I don't, I don't know which, which one it is. But regardless, twenty five thousand people need to be fed, and forty percent of those were for the first time. That's a lot of folk. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a math major, but fifty uh, percent would be what twelve point five, you yeah, know, twelve and a half thousand, right? Yep. So you're talking about what you know, ten to twelve thousand, whatever it is, um, that are coming through for the first time. That's not an insignificant number, and you're coming up on a holiday season when people are usually strapped for cash because they're going out. You know, they got Thanksgiving, they got Christmas, they got travel, they got gifts, they got friends' gifts, they got all this stuff. So, um, to your point, Josh, yeah, I think we are in the very early stages of seeing how bad this will get.
0: So, uh, yeah, so I, I think that's the that's the thing that's that's tough here is um, anytime we have any amount of good news it's like the media is stone set to to come in and and push back um any sort of growth it seems like that we start to have i mean the the, the vaccine stuff last week vaccine stuff this week and they're talking about lockdowns again um i just i i'm flabbergasted honestly with with the way the the market uh i said not the market but the media is responding to the narrative um because it is devastating uh for for those in the industry it really is
1: yeah and it really is and you know at this point, I've not been for the large stimulus packages by and large, but at this point, if they're going to do a stimulus package, let's hope that they send the money out to individuals, not to the companies again. Like, that's if you're going to do one, for God's sake, at least send it to the people who are going to the food bank, not to the not to, not buying Apple bonds and all this other stuff. And so, um, you know, I don't know. Do you think Trump will try to do one deal before he gets out?
0: I don't know what he's doing, man. I'm, I'm. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm seeing tweets like uh, this morning. He, he's still convinced he won the election. And that, uh, have you, heard of the Kraken? <laughs> I mean, I've heard of it, but I don't know what the context of Trump is. The Kraken? Kraken? Kraken. Uh, yeah. So the Kraken, um, supposedly his, uh, lawyer team has the Kraken that is supposed to be being released here. Oh, good Lord. In the next, in the next day or so they're they're saying that it's, uh it's gonna take down the whole deal so it's
1: the crack and then he's getting serious he's getting but, but you know here, here you know let me say this if you're saying that you're dropping the cracking out or Craig and harry said i don't remember i think it was cracking but whatever if you say you're dropping that out and it's a but it's a dud go home like when go you home, say you, when you say you bring out that bad boy if it doesn't if it doesn't um you know if it doesn't uh work then, then you got to go home and and i think we're you know i think i've covered this you know, for our listeners who don't subscribe to the war room newsletter here's the plug go subscribe to the war room newsletter warroommedia.com um it's 10 bucks a month 100 bucks for the year um i'll put a i'll put a discount link in the show notes though um but you know here's the deal josh i, I don't know if we talked about this on the show or not you know I, I don't know you know voter fraud has happened regardless of what anyone wants to say How much it happened, that's a different discussion. Did it happen enough to swing the election? I don't know. But the days are running out for Trump to provide this information where it becomes believable. And if you go back to some of the Hunter Biden stuff, I was talking to somebody yesterday. I don't know if it was you, maybe? I don't know. We were talking over the weekend about the Hunter Biden with Giuliani came out and Giuliani kept saying he had more, he had more, he had more, he had more. He didn't deliver really unless it was really censored on the more people that I've kind of followed that kind of have followed that story kind of, it kind of all died away. Now he did have some interesting stuff, but the the really bad stuff he claimed to have died away. So with Trump, he, you know, he's in the spotlight here. If he doesn't deliver the goods, I don't know if his base will turn on him or not, but it will really hurt his credibility. um, You know, at some point, because I mean, surely he's got to put he's going to put something up pretty good, right?
0: That's what I'm thinking. I mean, it better be, it better be, uh, because I mean, if you're, you're you're talking that kind of game, so what they're saying is what what they came on and said was it was it's the it, the Kraken involved mm-hmm. in Philadelphia alone over 750,000 votes that were going to swing back to Trump.
1: How many is he behind in in Philadelphia or Pennsylvania?
0: Pennsylvania, sorry.
1: How many votes are you behind in Pennsylvania?
0: Not that much, I don't I don't believe.
1: Okay. Anyways, I'm, I'm just go go ahead. So that- so
0: there's there's that. There's a couple, but they said um it's significant, um, uh, very significant. So I'm I don't know. I mean we're, we're gonna see. But he has, and,
1: and- he has to flip back Pennsylvania. And then at least one more. He has to back Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania,
0: Georgia, and Arizona, I believe. And I don't think Georgia is going to be able to play a game, a play play with, unless he can get Michigan. Which if he gets Michigan, yeah,
1: I mean, I have to look at the math. But yeah, he has to flip back. So he flips back Pennsylvania, and Georgia. He loses by two seventy two sixty eight. So he has to flip back Pennsylvania, Georgia, and then one of those other states. Right. Uh, unless he's going to get back. Yeah. You know, so so it's it's a
0: three state but- clip. Yeah, what well, they're saying, they're saying that it's, um, what they said was, what happened happened in all the states. Yeah. And they're, so they're saying it was systemic in all the states. So the same thing happened in those states. It didn't happen in these others. It's just these states that it happened in, uh, is was what the argument is. So they're trying to say that it's systemic. Um, so that what, all they have to do in order to start the case, I believe, is to show that the same actions were taking place in multiple States by the same party.
1: Mm-hmm. Cause then they
0: say it was a plan. Therefore it was systemic. And then they can start the case. I say start the case. They can file it. So I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. He, he better do it quick because uh, like you said, he's running out of time. If you don't get this stuff filed with the legislature, then. Uh...
1: Yeah. He's trying to also credibility is like, you know, it's like uh, okay. At some point you, you need to, you just gotta, you gotta put up,
0: yeah, a, up a yeah let's do it, man. Golly, that's what I'm saying. That they, they say that they say they're putting it all together and making, making the suit, but uh, getting it ready to file. Because what he said was, uh, one of them said they haven't filed it yet, uh, that that uh, they're they've been putting it together, they've been getting affidavits or whatever to put together to do the official filing. Okay, today we have special guest Sergey. He's the C- CEO of Easy Blockchain. He's joining us on the show today to talk about cryptocurrency and uh, the energy sector. So, Sergey, uh, great to have you on the show today. We've we've been looking into this for for quite some time. So, uh,
2: welcome. Thank you for having me here. It's a it's a great honor.
0: So,
1: uh, yeah, let's kind of get into it. So. Um... What's going on in natural gas? We haven't talked about natural gas in a while. So, this ties into natural gas. I'm looking at the price right now on Monday, uh, November 16th. Is it $278? Um, so, tell us what y'all's thoughts are on the natural gas market and then how obviously that ties into cryptocurrency, uh, blockchain, and mining.
2: Right. Well, unfortunately, the two, $270 uh, on the Henry Hop is not what the producers are getting in their pockets. As far as I know, uh, most people in, uh, in Pennsylvania who only depend on natural gas uh, are in trouble because they have to give a big cut to transportation companies as well as, you know, brokers and all that. Uh, so they net probably around 70% of that. Um, so we uh, at Easy Blockchain trying to actually change that and help oil and gas producers actually to make more money of their natural gas and uh, we bring their gas to the market in a little bit different way. So instead of just selling the gas to the pipeline, uh, we come up with the solution that uh, you can actually burn that gas in the gas electric generators and generate electricity. So electricity has been around for probably a century, and it's not used uh, for everyone that you can generate it from gas. Um, but uh, when we talk about electricity, people think that, that electricity uh, will go to the grid. So what we do uh, as a company, uh, instead of uh, selling power to the grid, uh, we actually bring mobile data centers uh, and mine cryptocurrency right on site um, on the pads. So this has been uh, the business for the last couple of years, and uh, we have great we have great traction with oil producers as well as gas producers uh, in different areas in the country
1: yeah and so what uh, for at a high level, uh, we've covered this a little bit before, but kind of remind folks, blockchain cryptos just kind of have a high level what those terms mean and kind of how they tie in and why they might be of interest for uh, a producer.
2: Right. Well, so blockchain and blockchain and crypto uh, are most likely are very popular because of Bitcoin. So Bitcoin is a new type of asset uh, which has been created around 10 years ago. And in order to uh, get a Bitcoin, you have to um, turn on a very, uh, very power hungry equipment, computer equipment that's going to do some math and calculations. And for that, you're going to receive a, a reward in Bitcoin. So Bitcoin um, is traded all around uh, on different type of exchanges, it has around, you know, 50 to 50, I think, $50 billion of uh, trading volume every day. Uh, so it's, it's becoming very popular um, asset class, even though it has been created as a digital cash. Um, but now it's an asset class, which is similar to gold. Um, so it is, has a very limited supply and it's digital gold. So it's the easiest way to explain it. So instead of mining uh, something uh, in the ground right now, you can mine using your computer equipment. So it also does the work. It runs an algorithm. And uh, for that, you receive uh, some coins. There are other types of cryptocurrencies, which are similar to Bitcoin. They have the same concept. And a lot of them has been created two years ago uh, during the hype of ICOs. But Bitcoin has become more popular and uh, actually uh, very well-known around the world. How much Bitcoin you got, Josh?
0: <laughs> I don't have any, but I'm taking all donations. Um, <laughs> I put my email in the show notes, any any Bitcoin. Any Bitcoin. I'd, love, I'd love to get it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, ahead, I, I, had a, I had a question. So uh, I, I was at a conference once, and they were talking about uh, this specifically out in West Texas. At the time... Uh, there were uh, there was a lot of drilling going on in West Texas, and there was a lot of excess gas, and so a lot of this gas is being flared off. So it was a no brainer for uh, for companies to try to find uses for this gas, like um, like the uh, the blockchain. There's also talk of of building data centers, data centers uh, using this natural gas. To uh, that, that was also a, a big a big hype there. Uh, with the way things are going in West Texas, um, is that still a, a, a viable market right now? I mean, is they're still drilling? I mean, I think they they showed that they were up seven rigs uh, this week in West Texas, so they they are drilling, but it's not nearly at the the level that we were at, you know, uh, a little while back. So I'm wondering if there's still excess gas um, that would be useful for a blockchain, or, or, or if you follow much of what's going on out there. Oh, I do.
2: I do follow it. we actually about to start a couple of project in West Tech, projects in West Texas. Well, I'll tell you, in short answer, there's enormous amount of natural gas available for this type of use. And uh, even though uh, there has, has been some not the best time uh, for oil and gas producers, but uh, right now there is uh, uh, multiple. there are multiple big oil and gas producers, as well as small ones that have, access gas, which they are still flaring. And the numbers are, if you can word that into electricity, are equal to hundreds of megawatts. So hundreds of megawatts for a data center business, that's a big number, as well as even for cryptocurrency mining business, it's a big number. So even with what we have there, invest access, uh, that is more than enough to power cryptocurrency mining, uh, mobile data centers or any type of data centers as well. So we, what we are doing is that we build mobile data centers, and thus we can bring uh, those data centers on trailers to any well pad. So let's say what you just mentioned that some people are drilling and some are not. Let's say today uh, we are in one location for like six months, and then next uh, next uh, quarter or something uh, things changed. Uh, we can move that uh, mobile data center to the another uh, area and keep doing what we've been doing as long as the generator is also on the trailer. Uh, So I'll tell you, it's not only uh, West Texas all around the country. uh, It has been um, huge, but West Texas, what is good about it that the gas is uh, pretty good uh, BTU level. So you do not really have to uh, scrub the carbohydrates of it. Um, you can put it directly in the generator and generate a uh, good, uh, well, good electricity uh, with a good efficiency.
1: So, let's say you're listening to this and uh, you drilled a well out there in West Texas or wherever, and you, you've been flaring, and you're like, "Okay, is it too late? Like, it, it, is there a process um, that this has to be done before they go out there to drill? Can you come on after it's been drilled? Kind of walk us through when this this, this um, mobile center can be implemented."
2: right right well it it is not too late 100 percent like whoever is listening guys it's not too late it's right about time because natural gas which is being burned uh it's a wasted energy in my opinion and instead of wasting that energy you can actually bring that energy to the market um so the process is the following you install a a gas electric generator that gas electric generator can be either rented or purchased you you install it you start to generating power from the gas which you otherwise would flare and that power would will be connected to a mobile data center filled with a cryptocurrency mining equipment so if you can keep the uh price of electricity all in around three three and a half cents you're golden so it's not even too late so those guys uh, in west texas Uh, Instead of flaring, they can be actually on the top of the market of cryptocurrency mining right now. And that's what we've been trying to uh, explain to uh, the sector for the last uh, couple of years. Guys, this is the thing for you to diversify your revenue because the money can be made there. I do understand that you sell oil and, uh, you know, uh, that... Barrel of oil can cost you know either forty bucks, it can cost seventy bucks at some point, or we even had one hundred twenty at some time. But if you have uh, another um, stream of revenue to diversify, I think it's great. It's great. So it's not too late. It is. It's about time because right now the infrastructure is there, uh, meaning the mobile data centers could be built for a good um, good number. Uh, you don't have to spend a fortune in it, as well as cryptocurrency mining equipment is available, as well as the power generation equipment is available, too, on the market.
1: And so if you're looking at this, I think Bitcoin's traded in 16000 but about to potentially hit another all-time high. But if you're looking at this going, okay, well, Bitcoin's up, it's going to go down. Is there a concern that um, you know, you're, you're catching Bitcoin at the peak here, and if it does have a drop – that it won't be as profitable, or the margin is so baked in that even if it does go back down to ten thousand or eight thousand, that they'd still be profitable.
2: Well, Ryan, the re- the the way Bitcoin works is that if Bitcoin price goes down, the reward is higher, so uh, people will be still making money, but uh, those people who have the lowest cost of power will be always making money. So, it's like, for example, having oil price uh, break even uh, costs at nine bucks. Like, yeah, oil is 40, but you have nine, you're still making money. When it comes back to 70, uh, well, you're making much more money. But those guys who have 30, $35 uh, uh, break even costs, let's say in Dakotas, they cannot make money anymore. Uh, they barely uh, make their ends meet. So with Bitcoin uh, at three cents electricity, you like having oil at nine bucks. And, and so, what makes
1: this flared gas such a cheaper source of energy than what other Bitcoin mining uh, people around the world are doing?
2: Right, it's a good question, right? Uh, well, look look into things like this. There are there is a, a very limited uh, cheap power around the world, right? So uh, hydropower is the cheapest. uh, Then second one probably will be coal. Uh, Oh, I think it's uh, right now uh, natural gas can be cheaper than that. And I mean on scale. So hydropower, uh, the cost to have hydropower plant uh, and have one kilowatt of power produced would be around 1.9 cents. Uh, Depends on the area. In Canada, it can be cheaper. Um, But then, you know, there are... Transportation costs, distribution costs, the same thing. So the uh, the actual user of that power are going to pay around three, three and a half cents for that power. Um, but that is very limited uh, source of power. Hydropower plants are very expensive to build. They're usually governments subsidized. Uh, they have been built uh, probably in 90s or 80s. Uh, there are not many uh, hydropower plants that are being built right now. Uh, On the other side, the gas electric generation uh, is uh, very simple to build because what you can do, you can just buy a generator or a turbine and, uh, you you know, you you make a payment, you receive it in six months if you want a new one, you install it, it's small, you connect uh, gas to it, boom, you're making money. So if you have have, uh, zero-cost gas, for example, and you buy a turbine, let's say 5-megawatt turbine, or let's say, for the sake of the argument, just 1-megawatt generator. Uh, that generator can cost you, what, 800000 maybe $2 million new. You can buy twice cheaper for an old one, let's say a Caterpillar. Um, then you depreciate the cost of a generator um, in 2 kilowatts, and you can see that your price per kilowatt is around $0.02, cents when when you have your gas at zero right because you don't sell it now you burn it so you look into this like oh I have two cents two cents power so this is the cheapest uh, the cheapest power I can have and it's very quick to build you cannot just wake up next next day and say hey I'm gonna just build a, a hydropower plant right now to build a hydropower plant you need you know you need a river at least <laughs> let's start with that okay. <laughs> I want a lot of big <laughs> right, uh, but with a, with the gas generators, you just need access to gas and it can be either pipeline or it can be just, you know, um, well. wealth. And, and so how do the,
1: the mineral owners come in, the royalty owners come into play here? How, how does that work out when you're, you know, if you're flaring it, there's one thing, but if you're putting it through this Bitcoin mining machine, um, you know, how do those royalties and payments go?
2: Right. Well, it's a very good question. Question. Um, so it all depends on the, the way producer uh, producer shows it uh, t- to the world, technically. What we do as a company, we help them to, to monetize the gas. But since they do monetize the gas and uh, they have to, to pay the royalty, so usually what we do, we do not tell tell the oil and gas producer that, hey, you're going to make 20 bitcoins, so you're going to make Thirty bitcoins, or whatever the number would be, we tell them you had made you had made uh, one dollar per MCF, and now you make six, for example. So basically, we take we install a generator, we install a mobile data center, we take that revenue from that generator and that mobile data center uh, in bitcoins, we convert that into real cash, and then we divide the that number by the amount of MCF we use to generate that, that uh, revenue, right? And then it comes to five. It can come actually to up to $9 per MCF, depends on which type of equipment you come. But don't get me wrong, this is not free money. The uh, upfront cost and capital expenditures on this are high. To, to get into the business, you have to install the generator and buy mobile data center crypto mining equipment. So then at the end of the day, you still have, let's say, five bucks per MCF per MCF. And you report it on the books as if you sold uh, one MCF for five bucks. And based on that, you pay your ro- royalty royalties.
1: Okay. And so you mentioned the upfront cost or how, what is kind of, you know, I don't want to get all the numbers on the podcast, folks Can reach out to you if they're interested, but give me a kind of <laughs> time frame. You know, someone's listening today. Uh, let's take this from two perspectives. A, how much natural, what's the kind of low end of natural gas that they had to be producing uh, to be relevant, but then let's say so. Kind of lay that out there. What's the what's the entry level? Um, but then okay, they call you guys from s- time you get out there on the low end that you're going to give us. Um, how long does it take to get set up, and then to recoup your your capital investment?
2: Right. Well, you know, I can say it depends, but I think I I can come up with some uh ballpark. Yeah, ballpark. Answers. Good entry point. Right. Yeah. So. Let's let's talk about something which is very close uh, in terms of numbers. Let's say let's say 500 MCF a day. That would be a good start. So I think in West Texas there it's it's the minimum uh, amount of gas is being burned at per one pad. So 500 MCF can give you around 2.5 megawatts of uh, um, electricity. Um, that can be paired with a mobile data center at 2.5 megawatts as well. And we can fill it out with a cryptocurrency mining equipment at 2.5 for 2.5 megawatts consumption. Uh, So there are two ways to go here. One way is to buy a generator and depreciate it over time or go to your bank, which is going to be hard right now, but go to a bank and finance a generator and uh, then have it as an asset and depreciate that asset over time or there's another way to go and rent the generator so there is a bunch of generators available on the market right now which you can rent and you can rent them around well three and a half four cents per kilowatt so if you do that then your largest capital expense for acquiring a generator is off the table because buying a generator could cost as much as 800 dollars per kilowatt so let's say you want to one megawatt generator, you're going to be $800,000 out of the pocket. And then installation and commission, it's going to come to $1 million. So it's kind of hefty number to invest in something you don't understand. But if you go with a rental, it's pretty straightforward, because you know that your rental is going to cost $0.04 per kilowatt. Right now, you can work out a good deal and get for $0.03. And you can work out with a producer, with a generator's Generator rental companies uh, to pay only for uh, the kilowatts you use, not just, hey, let's rent a generator and pay my bill, but let's say they can just sell you metered power technically. If that is off the table, then the highest expenditure, next highest expenditure, is going to be crypto mining equipment. So there are other ways that we can come up with a model that will be uh, very like lower from capital expenses and give you a much quicker return investment. So uh, like low risk, like less capital out of pocket, lower risk. So we would invest, let's say for 2.5 megawatts, it could be around $600,000 of crypto mining equipment, Uh, but that would be a lower end equipment. However, your return investment on that would be six to seven months. So which is a great, great number. But uh, uh, people may say, oh, look, now Bitcoin is 16. Of course, it's a great ROI. What happens again if it goes down? If it goes down, you're still making money because as I answered before, you're, you're still in a good spot. So your return investment will, will go up probably to eight to 12 months. But it's not going to be like five years return investment. But look, there are two, two good things about this. Well, first of all, you monetize the gas that hasn't had value because it was burned, number one. Number two, uh, you have your flare numbers at zero at that well. So you are kind of in the sweet spot. Definitely you paid some money, but that money is going to be recouped. So I think in ballpark, 500 MCF, that's where we can start. We can start actually with 200 MCF as well, which will give us around one megawatt.
1: Okay. Very good. A lot of good information there. We're up against the clock. So we'll let you get out of here. E, letter E-Z, E-Z, blockchain.net. We'll link to that in the show notes. Anywhere else people might want to, they want to find out more besides the website?
2: Yeah. You can follow me on Twitter. It's Sergey Guerra. Or you can find me on LinkedIn, Sergey Gerasimovich. I hope you spell that. <laughs> in the uh, in the uh, description because it's a lot, uh, hard last name to yeah. remember
1: yeah. y'all email it over to me and i'll copy and paste it <laughs> wonderful i will, I, will. I, I can barely get ryan ray correct most of the time so um anyways so it's been a wonderful talk to you best of luck to you guys in the future and thanks for your time today
2: thank you very much thank Thanks, Sergey. have a good day
0: thanks again for sergey coming on uh it's really interesting uh, to have have him uh, come on the show today. I've, I've been wondering about the excess gas and how the blockchain was doing, how Bitcoin mining was going, and even data centers. I know it was a big talk. It, uh, you know, it was the it was the new water there for a little while.
1: Yeah. I, so I, I have this is not my area of expertise. I don't know. Let's just say you take this is take it as a word just for argument's sake. Okay. Um, you know the thing I was thinking about while we were. While he was talking was let's presume that he's right. You can make money with this this excess gas. Um, We're talking about before about trying to pander to the, to the environmentalists and how that won't work. The best way to get the environmentalists off your back is to make money without wasting gas, right? So if you can do this, you don't have to pander to anyone. You can just make money with your flaring gas. So assuming that this works and again, it's, it's outside my area of expertise. I'm not pretending to know, but this is presumed that it does work for sake of argument. You could then make money on your flared gas, so your stock, your uh, your um, your shareholders are happy. Secondly, when someone comes and says that you're you're polluting the atmosphere with you know all this flaring, it's like no, 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 we're we're not. We're actually using it, and we're using it, and we're returning. We're making money for our royalty owners okay so they weren't making anything or next to nothing now we're paying them so we're, we're good stewards there uh we're not wasting the gas so we're good stewards there um and you know we're contributing to the global blockchain you know if you want to make that argument but you, you can make a lot of positive arguments for mm-hmm. one being responsible and good instead of trying to say well we'll be net zero by 2050 and you know and all this other bull so there you go there's your uh grow up here pitch for the day and again i don't know if this stuff works i I know a lot of people are big on it. I just, I want to be careful here, Josh, because I, I can't technically say that works because it's just kind of outside of my my area. I I know a lot of people are big on this stuff, though, so we wanted we're glad to get someone on to talk about it. And uh, you know, I had no reason to doubt it until told, told, told differently. And if so, then um, you know it seems pretty easy for those in the industry to, you know, to make positive messages. And so, uh, anyways, so that's just my thoughts on it.
0: Yeah, well, I can assure you it works. Send me your checks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: yeah, speaking of that, yeah, if you, you if you if you do this and you start making you know billions of Bitcoin, we do expect a donation. So, uh,
0: yeah, I mean, twenty five percent cut. I mean, that's it's,
1: it's at least that's the least you could do for us. So, anyways, what else? we got anything else, Josh? Are we, we good for the day?
0: I think that's it. You know, I, I mentioned the rig count being up by twelve, uh, Permians up by seven. Um, I know I, I heard a, a, a story FBI is searching for a guy who stole some information from a company so uh, a couple of little things out there but uh, uh, not, not too much to really jump into there's some earnings reports that we were we were supposed to go over today but I haven't I haven't had a chance to read, read over them so I, I need to uh, we need to hit some of those there's a lot of earnings reports that came out a lot of uh,
1: reports yeah and i'll also link to uh, drw wrote a blog about the ducks we talked about the ducks on this show or uh, energy week or one or both so i I'll, I'll thought that was an interesting write up i'll link to that in the show notes as well uh or warroommedia.com, warroommedia.com be sure to go subscribe um and it's 10 bucks a month or a hundred dollars for the year also if you haven't got a chance to listen to our show round table i think i'm going to put the audio up on this feed and the energy week feed so be looking for that and until next time keep climbing